Chapter Twelve of From Sunrise Land Letters from Japan by Amy Carmichael. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Chapter Twelve Unto Him Be Glory. God's goodness flows around our incompleteness, round our restlessness, His rest. Mrs. Browning. Our Lamb has won, let us follow Him. Zinzendorf. Our latest arrivals have reached us safely. They appeared at the little hotel at last, looking more like animated snowballs than anything human. Fortunately, they seemed to take kindly to enduring hardships, but one could not help wishing for a good English fire to blaze a welcome for them. We had given them up for the night, and the kettle seemed disinclined to boil again. But no fires, delayed cups of tea, and all the sundry inconveniences of hotel life at night in winter were cheerfully accepted, and we finally laid ourselves down to sleep, each on a quilt radiating arms of a starfish fashion, round the kotats and slept, or not, till morning. A kotats, by the way, is a hibachi in a frame, or sunk in a hole in the floor. A quilt is thrown over it. Under this quilt your lower limbs may creep, and you bake below and freeze above, the alternative being to sit huddled up on the top, simmering and shivering by turns. At night it is placed at the foot of the quilt upon which you lie, another quilt covers both it and you, so that none of the heat is lost. It steals up and envelops you soothingly, and for once in the twenty-four hours you are warm all through. There is no fear of asphyxia, the draughts circling peacefully round take care of that, and the worst you have to fear from the charcoal fumes is a headache in the morning. You may choose between it and a cold. One cannot have everything. Our new friends are rich in bright choruses which do us all good. Coming down the lake we sang, "'Tis Jesus in the morning hour, tis Jesus all the day, tis Jesus in the eventide, tis Jesus all the way. So tis victory in the morning hour, tis victory all the day, tis victory in the eventide, tis victory all the way.' How much it helps one just to turn from everything and sing. Many a time in this land of false god praise, one feels sore to think there is none for him. As one passes along the street, one knows that unless one's own heart sings, he hears nothing. The thought stirred me once when Florence and I happened to be rather drearily inclined and sat silent in the darkening room, more given to mope just then than sing. Missionaries! yes they are as human as you don't you ever feel like that well we were sitting thus when suddenly it flashed upon me that if we were dumb to-night no praises would rise to him for streets and streets around he missed so much for us once must he miss anything we could offer him now surely not so we sang brightened up and went to bed quite happily evil spirits dark and strong fly before bright melody whoso offereth praise glorifieth me the streets are crowded it is another matsuri you have seen one already so i need not re-describe but one new thing this fete has shown me never seen in all its beauty by me before quiet shining places are dotted up and down elsewhere coloured lights intermingle in a bewildering blaze here there is only the clear white of shaded lamps and the people who pause to gaze seem stilled by the loveliness they are looking at the ceremonial flowers an arrangement so exquisite so perfect in grace of line and colouring 
so intricate in strange symbolic meaning that the less remark one hazards the better these sketches do not give the faintest idea of what it really is it must be seen to be known and studied to be appreciated the loud laugh is hushed here the rough voice softened if only one might feel they were looking through nature up to nature's god but they are not they cannot hear without a preacher and to these thousands thronging in from vale and village no man has ever preached january twenty second eighteen ninety four unto him be glory unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and hath made us kings and priests unto god and his father to him be glory and dominion for ever and ever amen you know how of late in a way i cannot explain certain definite numbers of unknown souls have been laid upon me before going to mission at our village first one then two four of us agreeing then four two of us agreeing and now eight was the number given to me by him for a fortnight this distinct prayer leading lasted and with it as last time the assurance that another the one who was ever ready to lead us on unto the deep things of god would receive discernment as to the mind of the lord upon this point and though one almost feared to face so great a thing oneself much less speak of it so strong was that strange pressure that one had no choice but to believe and receive and confess it and thus win the twofold victory prayer all was as he had said and we started m san and i very helpless in ourselves but strong in the word of our god sweet and clear like the chime of a bell my dear little keswick watchword rang in my ear all the morning he goeth before and when we came within sight of the village among the hills another note was added he goeth before you into there shall ye see him the first thing was to tell the christians their faith had been strengthened by the four of our last visit but they were not prepared for this that night at the meeting one was brought in before all present she confessed as the japanese say and i believe was saved we asked them to come to our room next morning and they came sitting all round a kotats they spoke one by one i was asking for an impossibility the busy season was not over very little visiting could be done and very few would come to the meetings even were it not so for such a number to believe in one day was too much to expect here i offered to stay till monday instead of returning next morning but they said we could arrange for no meeting so it would do no good better pray for a blessing then there could be no disappointment to pray for things and not get them was a very bad happening but that would not do whoso has felt the spirit of the highest cannot confound nor doubt him nor deny and i knew that he wanted our united faith as the faith of one to rise to the measure of his purpose and honour him by bringing him a petition worthy a king to grant so we read over the five great prayer promises each with its if link and then there was a long silence at last good h san slowly spoke you are a jesus walking one if his voice speaks to you though it speaks not to us we will believe but more than their belief in my belief was needed and we turned to zechariah eight six and to jeremiah thirty two twenty seven and seventeen and simply faced those grand fearless faith challenges rock truths through two millenniums while not a word was spoken except heart words to him 
thus saith the lord of hosts if it be marvellous in the eyes of the remnant of this people in these days should it be marvellous in mine eyes saith the lord of hosts behold i am the lord the god of all flesh is there anything too hard for me ah lord god behold thou hast made the heaven and the earth by thy great power and stretched out arm and there is nothing too hard for thee these men are very far from being credulous but they are extremely convincible so they saw the reasonableness of expecting miracles from a miracle-working god and as a result of a miraculous pentecost they kept their bibles open at the verse should it be difficult in mine eyes and then they knelt and prayed to get them to this point through the medium of interpretation was not a thing one could do of oneself and one had just to throw oneself upon his power leaning upon it counting upon it in a way i cannot describe quite visibly the energy of the strength of the might which he wrought in christ wrought in their hearts as they waited there and before they left us they had agreed within half an hour i could hardly think with acute neuralgia i don't know how long it lasted but before it had gone a message came to ask us to go to the chief christian's house to see some who were waiting there as the bitter wind snow-laden swept against us and strength of mind and body seemed nil the truth of the home-learned sentence all god's biddings are enablings was proved once more please tell just the beginnings only of god not yet of christ obediently we began we spoke of the creator and preserver and his power and love the father god who had made man watched over him loved him all his life long but witnesses unto me must mean more so we tried to unfold the great love plan and told of the dear and present saviour who loved us and gave himself for us then another came in and we were going over the story again when something i cannot at all describe came over those who listened and we who spoke and the christian who prayed he afterwards described it as the impression of the holy spirit there was perfect silence then they prayed folding their hands and closing their eyes as they noticed we did praying for forgiveness for their heaped-up sins praying for the pity and love of this wonderful saviour the solemnity of that moment fades for you as i try to put it down in black and white but it was something i shall never forget the next hour was spent with some who though they were interested did not at all wish to decide one a young girl to whom confessing would mean much came close to the line but did not cross it she asked us to call to-morrow we promised and came away these people seem very real perhaps because it is not an easy thing to be a christian in japan slowly i am learning that if the holy spirit has done the work of preparing the heart very little pressing is needed it is just here one is in danger of offering strange fire substituting human persuasion for holy ghost power may he keep us from such deadly dangerous sin then we were guided to the house of an old woman of many prayers a year or so ago when mary and i went first there was no room for them in the inn being jesus people they were welcome nowhere and tired and wet they searched in vain for a resting place this old woman saw them had pity and gave them food and shelter ever since she has been prayed for but though admitting it was a good doctrine she still clung to her idols and professed no desire to be saved you may picture if you can how we felt 
when after a few minutes talk with her a change passed over the kindly listless face the dim eyes lighted up she seemed to awake all over it was as if the sun had suddenly shone forth chasing away the mists of a lifetime she clasped her hands and prayed to one more house we went that afternoon the same where the three had come to the saviour last time we were there this is a holy room now they said we do not sleep on these mats as we used to but only in the other rooms we keep this one for god we sing all together morning and evening sitting round the kotats and even the little ones can sing too whereupon they wandered vaguely into what was intended for a hymn the words only being recognizable and they all seemed very happy but the old grandfather and great-grandmother were still outside the circle they told us she was in the house and asked us to talk to her yes her heart was not resting yet she wanted rest her gods had not given it to her she would trust our god twice before we had tried to lead her to him twice we had failed now she came of herself and he who said come unto me in no wise cast her out the grandfather was out but would return late that night we promised to come and see him and they all promised to pray that he might at last give in for until now he had been holding out strongly against the foreign doctrine and all concerned in it we had barely time for a hurried supper before starting for the evening meeting nobody came except a few children and the christians then the question i had never questioned before rose in my mind what was the difference between a grown-up soul and a child's soul in god's eyes was there any no of course not and yet the thought of trying to win one of these little ones had quite a startling effect how could they understand how could they hold their own against all the others did it really come to this then that there was no use in seeking to win a heathen lamb though a heathen sheep was such a precious possession but that could not be lord what wilt thou have me to do so we had a children's meeting very quietly the boys and girls listened when their time was up they went away still quietly two only staying behind and these two were genuinely anxious the boy a fine little fellow of ten or twelve covered his face with his hands and sobbed even cautious h san was greatly moved it is the holy spirit he is here he said and they gathered closer together and prayed there was not the least ripple of excitement but they were immensely in earnest m san has a winning way with children and part of her training with miss tristram was in sunday-school work and she talked to these two dear little ones until she was sure they quite understood what was meant by loving jesus and then they prayed following her lead and so the good shepherd gathered his lambs with his arm and carried them in his bosom then we found that the boy was our chief christian's little son father and mother were both there and oh so pleased the girl had heathen parents and would have to bear much petty persecution but she seemed so trustful that we could not fear for her with sweet gravity they sang the wheel chorus so called because it goes round and round like a kuruma wheel jesus gave himself for me and then even though our dwellings are far separated we meet in the presence of our loving lord god and last of all the chorus of the day learned by heart at last faith is the victory faith is the victory o oh, glorious victory that overcomes the world by this time it was late and i wanted them to praise for the whole eight this meant taking by faith the one yet unwon this was a new idea to them 
and they pondered over first john five fourteen and fifteen till they had absorbed something of the wondrous truth therein contained then each taking one of the eight and praying for him or her by name they asked for the strong keeping now so needed and praised for the glorious salvation that day bestowed and then we went to win our last the grandfather aforesaid a proud old man for fifty years a slave to sin so he told us and we read it written on his face but for three days his heart had been heavy and now he was ready to humble himself before god and man and confess himself a sinner we gave him first john one nine telling how the very desire for the sin which had entranced him and enthralled him could be utterly cleansed away kneeling there before us all looking straight up with fast shut eyes he prayed aloud honourable god deign to forgive deign to wash and the whole family joined in a thanksgiving which must have made him glad it was nearly midnight but the christians were still waiting in the preaching room they piled fresh charcoal on the hibachi and we watched the red underglow touch the black mass above kindle transfuse transform it and solemn thoughts came which i cannot write here and at last we got to bed and fell asleep in the peace that deeper goes than any weariness next morning a message came from the girl upon whom we had promised to call she was ill and could not see us and as they told us this and we remembered that exactly eight was the number laid upon us and exactly eight the number given not even this one over a profound sense of the reality of things unseen came over me a sense of their eternity and majesty and to think one had as it were touched them so behold now i have taken upon me to speak unto the lord who am but dust and ashes and then the dear christians came and said our faith was weak we are ashamed and i told them mine too had been just that and i too was ashamed though i had believed because i could not help it that we should have those eight i thought it would be hard to get them in so short a time and my proposal to wait sprang from a desire to give god two days longer to work his miracle so joy in the riches of his grace was mingled with sorrow for our own faith poverty as one looks at the grandeur of his purpose and the littleness of our power to enter into it one feels very low i remember hearing dr andrew bonar speak on ephesians three seventeen to twenty one at his last bridge of allen convention and he who knew so much more than most of us there of the breadth and length and depth and height of that love which passeth knowledge told us how he thought we were not so much humbled by looking down at the miry clay and the horrible pit as in looking up at the mountains of blessing which might have been ours the great things god longed to give us but which we had not taken and now i know how true it is the ride home was so cold that our poor kuruma men could hardly run over and over again they stopped declaring they could not go on they had pains in their honourable insides they must try the reviving effect of tea and smoke for hours we slowly froze but the heart warmth lasted all the time and the joy was past all telling surely some of you at home must have been praying strongly for us then we shall know when we meet at home it is friday the twenty-sixth today a week since that day of magnificent deliverances i have been off duty ever since this sort of thing takes it out of one
and yet to his praise i should tell you that this time he gave in his love a deep new peace a calm reliance upon him upon whom lay all the responsibility which excluded strain and struggle there is much he knows one must mourn over one's very prayers need cleansing but how one thanks him that his goodness flows around our incompleteness and to the praise of the glory of his grace wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved let us ring it forth once more unto him be glory End of chapter 12, recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine.